Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. As always, I am joined in studio with producer Terry Clark. Hi, everyone. We had a great time last week doing the show, going over all of your emails and all of the questions that you have sent in to the show. Hopefully next time anybody sends in a question, though, they include their mailing address. Hopefully, yeah. We don't don't get nearly enough of those. So that's, I'm, I'm happy to see that that's changing a little bit. This week, we are going to get back on track with our discussion about teas. We are on sort of a mission, a quest to talk about herbal teas. And we spent several weeks talking about four red herbal teas. We now move into the green category. We're going to cover over the next five weeks five green herbal teas. And we're going to start with mint. And I know that it's springtime here and people are starting to think about planting things as uh, temperatures have really thawed. And mint is a big, big grower out here. Uh, Mint grows everywhere, but it's particularly prolific here. What do you think of, Terry, when I say mint? Mint juleps in the south. Yes, that famous drink served at the Kentucky Kentucky Derby Derby. with a little bourbon. Mm -hmm. My favorite mint drink is not tea, sadly. It would be a mojito. (laughs) But when I think of mint, the first thing that comes to mind is my little son, Devak. He used to like, as a toddler, he liked uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream. And he used to go, mint. It was so cute. He doesn't do that anymore. He's, he's still cute, but he doesn't do that anymore. That's awesome. He's very cute. He's very much fun. So that's what I think of when I think Aww. of mint. But mint has a very long history as well. And it's been used for many things for a long time. We're going to get into that. The history of mint, where it comes from, where it grows, We're going to get into some of the medicinal benefits. Of course, we're going to tell you how you can make a great cup of mint tea for yourself. And instead of a question of the week, I'm going to comply with a request from Terry to raid my mom's recipe box. Yay! I know. You guys are going to be be pretty (laughs) happy. I'm so excited. That's so cool. So we're going to do that. So for those of you who are gardeners out there, you know that mint is particularly prolific here in this country. It's actually native to Europe and Asia, although there are some indigenous varieties that will grow here, also some in South Africa. So basically, if you've got sunshine, mint will probably grow. In fact, it's common that it can easily take over a garden. I think the only place that it won't grow is if you have like Arctic temperatures or like no sunlight. I think as long as you have some sunlight and a reasonable amount of water, mint will grow and will take over. It comes in a bunch of different varieties. I think the most popular is uh, peppermint. You have spearmint. You can get something called pennyroyal, which is a stronger type of a mint. You can get apple mint. You can get something called bergamot mint. If you don't know what bergamot is, you got to go back to our show on Earl Grey. But it has that kind of a flavor as well. So all these different varieties grow. But like I said, the most popular being peppermint and spearmint. The history of mint, though, is an interesting one and an old one. The first recorded notes about mint are from Greek mythology. You have some references to it in Roman times. They used it as a crown, a wreath that they would put on top of their heads. I know that the Farsis in the Middle East used to use it to pay their tithes with. But by far, the most colorful story regarding mint is from Greek mythology. Pluto is known as the god of the underworld. 
And, you know, at some point, he takes a fancy to Persephone. And she is from the earth. And he decides that he wants to steal her and take her into the underground, right? Mm -hmm. And her mom, in a fit, says, no, you can't do that. You got to bring her back for a couple of months every year so that I can spend time with her. Hence, Persephone is the goddess of spring. Pluto, however, has a little bit of a wandering eye, and he falls for one of Persephone's nymphs by the name of Minth. Say that five times fast. A beautiful nymph named Minth. <laughs> I know it. Tough Tongue one. Twister. Now, Persephone finds out, burning with jealousy, as the goddess of spring does the only thing she can do. She turns Minth into a plant. Now, Pluto, of course, caught red-handed, doesn't have much he can do. The only way he is able to soothe his loss is to imbue this plant with a wonderful smell to remind him of his love of that beautiful nymph. And this aroma would then be present so long as the plant was tread upon. <laughs> that's a terrible story. That's a terrible story. That's a terrible story. story. <laughs> I know, I know, but... What a jerk. <laughs> yeah, what a jerk. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the way it seems that a lot of Greek mythology goes. Very painful. That is true. The name Minth becomes Menth, and that's going to be the name that is ultimately used in the biological literature that follows the genus name and so forth for mint is actually Menth, and that's where all of it comes from. Now, in this country, peppermint and spearmint were brought over by the colonists. They brought it over as a medicinal tea. They also brought it over because it can grow so prolifically here. And as a tea goes, because it grows domestically, it wasn't taxed. You know, all regular tea was being taxed. This was a cheap way to make a cup of tea and not have to pay quite as much for it. We are going to get into some of the medicinal benefits when we return, as well as talking about how you can make a wonderful cup of mint tea. And in our last segment, we are going to raid my mom's recipe box at Terry's request. Yes, indeed. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hi, my name is Roxanne, and I am with the Maya Tea Company. Now, Manish and the guys know an awful lot about tea, and they have put together some incredible blends. But let's face it, sometimes they still need a woman's touch. I have a special gift for aesthetics, and have put the finishing touches on most of the tea blends that we make in-house. But I've also created my own blends from scratch. One of my own tea blends has become the number one seller for the Maya Tea Company, the Pomegranate Mojito Green Tea. Pomegranate Mojito mimics one of my favorite bar drinks with fresh green tea, peppermint, lime, and pomegranate. And don't worry, if you're missing that extra kick, this tea tastes incredible with an added ounce of tequila or rum. Don't be afraid to spice up your teas. That's what I do. You can find my pomegranate mojito tea, as well as recipes and many tea cocktail ideas at www.mayatea.com. You can save 15% on any of your tea selection, particularly the pomegranate mojito. Our coupon code is STEEP. Cheers! Or as we say here in the Southwest, SALUTE!
Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joining me is producer Terry Clark. Hello again, everyone. And actually, we are talking mint. We're in the very first of our series on green herbal teas, and mint is by far the most popular. We want to go back to that super story that Terry Clark <laughs> loves so much. I just dislike the ending. Yeah, the ending's a tough one. Yeah. We're going to go back to that story in Greek mythology to talk a little bit about the health benefits. How are they connected? Well, remember that beautiful nymph by the name of Minth? Well, that becomes Menth, M-E-N-T-H-E. And that's what's used in biology to describe the genus of the plant. Now, what makes mint so exceptionally good for you? Mint has menthol, originally from that, menth. And that's how it all ties together. Menthol is what gives mint its wonderful healing qualities. What are they? Well, the main thing that menthol is, is an antispasmodic. What that essentially means is it's calmative. It stops the muscles from seizing up. I should point out that menthol is found almost exclusively in peppermint. So there is no menthol in spearmint. Spearmint is used specifically for flavor. Just for flavor. Right. And and while very tasty. Very tasty. Not but, the same as peppermint right. in terms of its uh, medicinal benefit. Absolutely. There are three main things that mint and therefore menthol are good for. The first is as sort of an aromatherapy a personal calming mechanism, if you will. You can find peppermint oil and menthol in candles, in, what are those things called? Vaporizers? The, the diffusers. The diffusers. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> and all of these other devices, you can put them in your bath water. Things that would essentially carry those active ingredients into the air, into your nose, into your lungs, and then act as a soothing agent. Of course, Peppermint tea doesn't have any caffeine, so it can also be classified as a soothing sort of uh, calming tea. You can use it at night because if there's no caffeine, you can sleep better. The second great use for menthol is for coughs. You can find them in a lot of cough drops. A couple weeks ago, I was really sick. Well, my favorite Ricola cough drops, active ingredient, menthol. Same thing with Halls. A lot of your favorite cough drops are really just really good sources of menthol. Or uh, good old mentholatum, too. That's right. That's yeah. right. And the main thing there is that it is calming for your throat passages. The cool, the soothing, and then it keeps it from seizing up and therefore keeps you from coughing. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. But probably the most tried and true of the benefits of mint is for your tummy. If you've got a little upset stomach, and I know we here at the My Tea Company, while not prone to upset stomachs, prone to a little bit too much Mexican food and Indian food for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. Mm, maybe some today. Mint can be very helpful for that. Again, that antispasmodic, that soothing, cooling benefit really assists greatly. If you have the complaints such as having some indigestion or some gas or even like a little bit of colic, a little mint tea goes a long way to help soothe and cool and keep you calm. It's an amazing, amazing use for it. So you have that beautiful nymph mint to thank 
for all of that soothing, cooling benefit. In it's the a end. small thank you for being turned into a plant, but I guess it's something. It's a small benefit, <laughs> but a great one to mankind at large. Making a cup of mint tea could not be any easier. You can use either dried or fresh mint leaves. If you're using dried, you'll need about a teaspoon for about eight ounces of water. So just boil eight ounces of water. Once it reaches boiling point, put in the teaspoon of mint leaves, shut the heat off, give it about five minutes to steep, and you'll see. You'll smell it right away. The intense aroma will be very apparent. If you're using fresh mint leaves, you're going to want to use a little bit more, and you're going to want to also chop them up a little bit. I guess the official term is chiffonade. Right, or you we, can even bruise them like in a little muddler. That's yeah. right. You can bruise them up a little bit to open up those oils and get them out. And then, again, a teaspoon is, is fine. You just need three or four mint leaves, and you'll be good to go there. A little honey is nice with a little mint tea. I know that I had some uh, the other day when I wasn't feeling well, and that really will only add to its benefit. Now, you can also use mint to add to other teas. For example, in Morocco, they add peppermint to their green tea, and then they add a ton of sugar. <laughs> Ooh, it is sweet, sweet, sweet. And that is their after-dinner sort of uh, aperitif. But it's it? so good. It's so good. But that, again, it gives them a little lift after they've had a heavy meal from the caffeine from the green tea. A little mint helps soothe their stomach, and all that sugar, ooh, back on the day so they'll have that all day long so mint is a great additive to a lot of regular teas it's a great additive to a lot of other herbal teas and again very easy to make very easy to grow very easy to find it also has a lot of culinary uses and when we come back that's what we're going to get into terry has convinced me to look into my mom's recipes and pull out one of her favorites yep yeah, I know you'd never had a lot of access to Indian food before. No, this... not until about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And then I just fell in love with Indian food. So, so we're going to get into the recipe on how to make mint chutney. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello everyone, this is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson Farmers Markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, yerba mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking yerba mate for years now and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, yerba mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com. And don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, 
And we are talking all things tea, joined as always by producer Terry Clark. Hello. We love getting your emails. Last week we devoted an entire show to your questions and your emails. If you have a related question about mint or about anything related to tea or the show, send it on over via email. My email address is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. If you're a fan of the show, please fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. And as always, please visit our website, www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A dot com. You know, I was also thinking, if you guys have any ideas for a show you'd like us to do, feel free to send that along, too. I'm scared for what might be the response <laughs> from that. But okay. You know, I'm game. I game. I trust you guys. I really do. Yeah. Well, normally we take this time to talk about a question that you might have sent us. But this time, I chose to comply with a request that Terry had in regards to getting a recipe for mint and chutney. I, and I do thank you because it's been a year and a half now that I've been dying to get this recipe. So I'll tell you the story. About a year and a half ago, they took me to an Indian buffet and I had never had Indian food before. So there's, you know, there's green stuff and red stuff, <laughs> stuff that I don't know what it is. Yes. And uh, all smells good. Though. Someone was like, you have to try this mint sauce. It, and I was like, Ew, it sounds gross. But I tried it. It's actually spicy. It's hot. Really spicy. But with a touch of mint, and it's it's indescribable. It's just something you're going to have to try for yourself. And we are going to give you the recipe so well, that you can try it. Well, I feel bad, too, because you've every time we, we've gone since subsequently uh, quite mm-hmm. a few times. Yeah, yeah. And everybody in the office loves this mint chutney. They're always raving awesome. about it. And you would think that I would just go, well, you know, here it is. And when I tell you guys the recipe, you'll be like, it took you this long <laughs> to just give it to us? Come on now. I Make, take it it's a simple recipe. It's a simple recipe. Okay, so okay. this is my mom's recipe for mint chutney. Ah. Couldn't be easier. You're going to like it. Okay. It starts off with a cup of fresh mint and a cup of fresh coriander. Now, coriander is also called cilantro. So you're going to need to take the leaves. Don't use any of the stems, also from the mint. We don't want the stems. We want clean, washed, slightly chopped up leaves from the mint, one cup. Same thing, clean, chopped up cilantro as well. And you take those and you just put them into the blender or into your food processor. Blender's better. The next ingredient is what gives it the kick. You need two or three green chilies. Now we like to use the smaller variety, the ones that are about two inches long. They are very, very hot. No wonder I yeah, like it. It's so very hot. <laughs> that explains um, a lot. Yeah, you don't want to use the big, big ones. So you want to use the smaller green chilies. Now you got to cut the stem off and you got to cut the front tip off. And if you want it to be less spicy, open up the chili and take out all the seeds and the spine in there, all that stuff, so you just have the flesh. If you like it hot, throw those seeds in there. They'll bite back. <laughs> and then you want to add uh, about a teaspoon of fresh lemon juice. And you put all that in there just to give it a little bit of moisture. And then blend it up. And that blending, there's a lot of water and moisture in the cilantro. And there's a lot in the mint as well. And it will actually turn into that chutney. There's no garlic? You can put garlic. It's optional. Some people put garlic in there. Okay. Uh, Maybe a clove or two. You can put like a clove to match each one of the chilies. Okay. 
but I we don't put garlic in ours. And I could have sworn there was garlic in, in some In some cases, they do put garlic in there, okay. and in some cases, they don't. So you can put in a clove of garlic for each chili that you use, and that'll probably match up. I think if you like it hotter, you probably like it garlicky too. And you know, I normally don't like hot sauces like oh, that really? but there's something about this one i think it is the mint it's the mint that it's counteracts the, the um the I hotness agree. of the chilies it's and just it's the awesome. brightness of the cilantro the coriander mm-hmm. it's that tartness you yeah. gotta add a little salt of course too so a little salt uh, to that to, to taste and wow is it great it is great you guys please make this recipe and try it at home and you'll know why I fell in love with Indian food. It'll make perfect sense to you. And if you make this chutney and you really love it, the best way that I grew up eating it is going to surprise you. We would take toast and then cut up pieces of cucumber. And one of the toasts we would butter. Then we would put the cucumbers on that. On the other toast, we would put the mint chutney. And it's butter, cucumber, mint, sandwich. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. It's awesome. We'll have that next time we have a party. We'll, okay. we'll make that. It's pretty easy to do. <laughs> awesome. Speaking of party, next week the party rolls on. We're going to stay on green herbal teas. But we're going to move from, instead of one of the famous ones like mint, to something you probably have never heard of but soon will. Indian holy basil, also known as tulsi. I just finished writing an article on it that's being published this month in a national trade publication. We'll tell you more about where you can read the article and get you really well-versed in all things Tulsi. Thank you so much for listening this week. Terry, thank you for joining us as always. Thank you for having me as always. We'll talk to you next week. And remember, there's no shame if you're caught steeping around. See you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye.